I'm Caleb. Hey, I'm Spencer. And this is Hot Takes on Ice, our more current events, not backlogged mini-cast. Uh, but before we get into what we're going to talk about today, Spencer was uh, perhaps incorrectly given the responsibility of picking a drink for us today. Hey, man. And so he's going to follow up the delicious, like, $60 bottle, $60 bottle Blanton's with a... Shot of fireball. <laughs> so before we drink, here, here's my reasoning behind this. Today on Hot Takes, and, and spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Legion. And we, we are going to talk about a number of things related to, to Legion. But both of those, kind of the crux of those conversations is, how far can you stretch the limits of my fandom, and how weird do you need to be to get my attention? So when I think about whiskey, fireball stretches the limits of what I would call whiskey to like their largest, <laughs> farthest ideological boundaries. To be clear, you know I've drank a lot of fireball, right? That's right. I didn't know it was a whiskey until you just said whiskey, and then I looked at the bottle and was like, is it a... Oh, it is a whiskey. Cinnamon whiskey, motherfucker. I say four gallons right. later. Also, it is the weirdest thing that got noticed because it tastes like a red hot uh, going down and maybe coming out a little bit, too. Yeah. So All anyways, right. here's to Fireball. So cheers. You can't hear us clink because it's a plastic bottle. It's a, it's a mini plastic bottle I spent $1 on. Ha! Well. I'm in for a fiery conversation. Welcome. <clears throat> To the party, people. So, some business before we get started. Um, Hot Takes and Ice is our more current events minicast. So, for instance, we do Binge Binger, but it's not for shows that just came out. Like, Legion is only in its second episode right now. Yeah. As we record this. Uh, and pretty soon after we drop this. So, um, we're just basically just do stuff that doesn't really fit into our backlog. And uh, short 10 to 20 minute minicasts. Um, and we're going to do it on the reg because it seems we got a good response for yeah, the first one. You guys were awesome on feedback there. You, even those of you that didn't really love it, I appreciate you telling us you didn't love it. Mm-hmm. But for those of you that did love it, I really appreciated you telling us that you did love it. Yes. So kind of a double whammy there. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do this one free to just let you all know about it. Uh, we're going to put this as a $6 minicast. Right. Because uh, we do like the hard alcohol. And normally we'll try and drink something maybe a a little bit closer to Fireball. Okay. You're, you're smiling. Well, I mean, it's my week next week. So right, yeah. uh, at least on, on odd weeks, we will drink something. To, to clarify, that. it will be a $6 backer level, yes. not an additional $6. No, not an additional $6, $6 backer level. You still get all your previous privileges from, say, the $5 level. That's right. Uh, and on down. Right. Uh, and, but uh, this will be our little mini cast, and we'll basically just be pulling stuff from the news, but nothing too depressing. Right. Just we want to keep it current. Keep it light. Keep it light like Fireball. That's right. Uh, the perennial Fireball. So we're talking about Legion because it just came out, and holy crap. Holy crap, it indeed. Is weird as hell. It is. I, I have used this word maybe four times ever in my life, and then last week when people asked me about Legion, I've used this word 400 times. It is disorienting. <laughs> so I, I'm really... Intentionally so. Intentionally disorienting. Um, and I don't know if I like that or I don't like that. I'm kind of thinking that like I'm going to in like Trump-like fashion meander to a conclusion on this thing while we talk about it because I'm not totally sure how I feel about Legion. But I do know that Legion really asked me to address one specific issue, but I think you have a more interesting question. So we'll briefly run through mine, which is I love the mutant verse. I love the idea of, uh, as you know, pretty much any uh, superhero mutant verse comic book television show, Arrow, um, at all. But how much do I love those things such that I would be willing to continue to commit an hour or 90 minutes to something that I just find fucking odd? 
And that's where I am right now on Legion. It felt like 90 minutes of the drug sequences out of the Big Lebowski. That is what <laughs> that is what it is like watching Legion. Having said that, I don't know that I like it. I just don't know that I like it is where I'm stuck. <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm struggling with here is, A, I'm going to keep watching it because, I don't know, I'm a, a glutton for punishment. But B, am I willing to write off this level of weirdness because it exists in a universe that, in theory, I want to support as a nerd, geek, fan, mutant-verse person? And is that okay? Like, is it okay to do that? Alternatively, is it okay to do the opposite, which is to say, I love everything about this universe. I want to support this universe making its way into multiple forms of media. But man, I don't like this thing. So I'm just going to act like it doesn't exist in, in, in that universe. Is that, is that an okay treatment of media or consumption? I think so. I mean, so I'm looking at the comics that they're pulling most of the characters from. Right. And they're pulling hard from X-Force. And at some point in the late... Uh, I guess it was mid 2000s. X Force made the decision is like, yeah, we're part of the continuum. Right. Air quotes, right? But we're just gonna be weird as fuck. Yeah. Like, and I have to respect that because, like, seeing um, Hugh Jackman walk through with playing Wolverine in a uh, Legion episode might be the only way a Legion episode could be more disoriented. Yes, absolutely um, true. But because uh, it's got that weird seventies fucking set design, uh, this like. Like the ugliest color palette, like the intentionally ugliest Kubrick color. bad color palette. Yeah, like everything looks like the spaceship of two thousand one. Right. Yes, um, and so it's it's very much a conscious choice, I think, on the part of the creators. And I do like the fact that it's like I am very glad you acknowledge my talent as a creator and you've accepted me into your fan universe. Right, absolutely. But at the same time, the reason you found I was good enough to work with this beloved property is because I am not doing things like everybody else. And by damn, I am going to continue to not do things like anybody else. Right. Um, As far as your responsibility to do it if you don't like it, I don't think you have any. You know, okay, so... If, I, I think Sony's going to be okay without your yeah, money, man. Sony, like, Sony will be fine. And, like, I understand that this is all consumption, right? Like, I get to make a choice about what I put into my brain uh, by way of media. But there's just something that feels, like, oddly gross. Maybe this is the part of me that's, like, really annoying in RPGs. I want to open every chest. I want to complete everything. And so I feel like if I – and this is why, frankly, it's a little bit hard for me to get into comics, which is why I go boom and bust with comics yeah, all the yeah. time, that I'll, I'll get in – when lines reset, so I feel like I can really get the full grasp of what's going on because I really want to understand deeply the universe in which a thing exists because context is very important to me. So I worry that if I start arbitrarily jettisoning off chunks of this universe because I just don't enjoy them, am I also giving myself an incomplete experience with the parts of the universe that I do like? So like DC Universe Rebirth, like I'm back on comics for a while because I was able to pick some books that I can follow as a reset. Is Legion going to be so intimately tied to, albeit the Sony version of the mutant verse, that if I just arbitrarily decide because it's too fucking weird, and maybe it is and maybe it isn't TBD, I don't want to participate in it, that I am selling off some of my rights to critical knowledge or experience in other parts of that that universe. And that's like that's anxiety inducing to me. <laughs> Which says a lot about me, probably. I mean, I guess that's the modern fucking condition or whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I have some level of guilt around that, I guess, giving up this early. All right. Well, I have an aesthetic take on this, and I have a I have an economic take on this. Sure. Which 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 do you want? Uh, let's go with the aesthetic first. All right. So my aesthetic taste on this is that um, our 
uh, former acquaintance of the podcast, Cody Walker, once did an interview with China Mayville, who was a sci-fi guy, and he said that uh, he he was basically making a conversation about like the toxicness of nerd culture and like how people freak out because their favorite Transformer isn't in the new Transformers film, mm-hmm. or if it's a different Transformer. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, well, are changed. like, oh, you made him doll black. We can't have that in my, right. you know, yeah. not related to Norse mythology at right. all. Uh, comic oh book yeah, character. the uh, the gunslinger up, upheaval. Oh yeah, 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 that kind of Idris shit. Elba, yeah. And he's basically making a comment about that. And so he basically said something to the equivalent. I can't. I don't have the direct quote. To China Melville is like, um, "What do you think about the nerd culture being so hard to please? And why is that?" And and then China Melville's answer was like, uh, "I agree that they get wrong. They get angry about the wrong things. But I do not think the nerd culture is too hard to please. I think the nerd mm-hmm. culture's problem is that they are entirely too easy to please because someone let Michael Bay make a Transformers movie at all in the first place. Right. Um, if only he'd make a Superman film. Oh God, yeah." <laughs> China Melville is a large, bald, angry Marxist. Do mm-hmm. not talk to him about that um, for your own personal safety. Fair. Uh, so uh, I, I think it kind of follows along with that. Like, and if you don't like it, you're not owed it. Like, you're not owed it, and you're not also beholden to, to watch right. it. Yeah. Like, uh, so I think uh, a lot of culture uh, and nerd culture specifically would improve if we would just be like, I don't like that. Right. I'm not going to watch it sure. just because it in- contains some character I hold some nostalgia for. You know what? Also, so I really think that's the stronger aesthetic choice. To be. If you're not into it, don't watch it. What's weird is I say all this, and as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, you're making some sense. And then I go, but I look at the Arrowverse, and I feel like I have watched so much shit in the Arrowverse for the last five years because I'm into it. And then it strikes me that there's a whole show of B and C level characters from the Arrowverse called Legends of Tomorrow that I don't give a fuck about, <laughs> and I don't watch at all. And they do crossovers with Arrow and The Flash and now Supergirl that she's on CW, that show's on CW, and I don't even care about that shit. So maybe there's something... And I think the likelihood of, like, fucking, I don't know, Jay Marston walking in as a Cyclops cameo in Legion is bordering on zero. Frankly, that would get me off-board quicker, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest with you about James Marston as Cyclops. Uh, but, but that goes to my economic answer. I really think, and this is, like, this is a real hot take, kids. Mm-hmm. I think Sony's ready to give it up the ghost. I think adapting like the old man Logan, like the inverse, like really what if universe level comics of like the latest Logan movie yeah. is sort of a last gap to see if they can make money. And if they make an absurd amount of money, maybe they'll do something. But uh, Hugh Jackman cannot be Wolverine for much longer. No. Like physically. Right. Jesus Christ. He's already inhuman and he's approaching his 50s like it's getting absurd um and i don't know if they want to like try and revive the x-men franchise with a reboot yet like they tried with spider-man which didn't work and then they just gave up and gave spider-man up is there not an x-men universe plan beyond uh, apocalypse uh and I i don't know I think, uh, I think it's just Logan. Maybe Deadpool is the only remnant of that left. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. and that's the thing. I think they're. I think they're hedging their bets. I think they're putting their toe in the water one last time. And if they don't like the money, and depending on how much money, and your average superhero movie requires an insane amount of money, and right. they got to make two point five of that budget back. Yeah, uh, I really think they're putting their toe in to say, "All right, Marvel, you got this shit figured out. You win. Just pay us a bazillion dollars, right. which you could do." Out of your pocket change That's now. Right. That's right. And in we'll give you all the mutants back, and your movies can be just insanely stuffed with superhumans. Right. Um, so economically, I think you're in no danger either, because um, I don't see Legion holding on. And I think, like, I don't, I also don't see them not, 
I, I don't see that they can make a they can't make an X Men deal that doesn't leave Legion behind. Right. I don't I don't see anybody in Marvel be like, oh, we we lose Legion. Right. No, it's the whole thing's off. Uh-huh. Like I think they'll be like, all right, yeah, we'll take everyone else but that weirdo in your weird show. Yeah. Uh, that is artistic and strange. It will go down as one of the weirdest pilots I've ever watched, and there are so many interesting things about it from that perspective. So like. First off, the creator that, writer. That was my focus. Yeah, yeah. So the creator writer is Noah Hawley, who does Fargo. And I thought season one of Far- Fargo was exceptional. I thought season two of Fargo was fucking brilliant. Like, I thought season two of Fargo was almost true detective good in its approach to mm-hmm. kind of like odd crime in America stories. Um, just different. I mean, it's fairly irreverent in some weird ways. I also thought the casting of Aubrey Plaza as the weird creepy friend who also ends up being like some level of subconscious yeah was one of the most disturbed she looked kind of looks like the girl from the ring one of the most like disturbing odd menacing uh and yet it's resonated with me casting decisions i've ever seen in my whole damn life and maybe it's just because i think of Aubrey plaza as april from parks and rec yeah and to see her just be so crude and so crass and so odd was menacing to me um what'd you find weirdest about it so my weirdness uh was basically I'm skeptical of weirdness now as much as I love it. Yeah. Because I do in some ways I think weirdness is sort of a signifier of quality. Sure. Just because, you know, I'm born in the 90s. Right. You know, everything, you know, Mountain Dew level extreme. Like, you know, if it was weird and different, it had a benefit all of its own. Sure thing. But I also live in a post-J.J. Abrams interview when I know that just not making fucking sense can make me watch a show. Right way longer than it should. Yeah. And that that can be pay a bad payoff, like a real bad payoff. So I am concerned about Legion because it seems, uh, oh, he's drinking more Fireball, mm-hmm. folks. He's, yeah, yeah, there mm-hmm. it goes. I am concerned uh, more about, uh, is this weirdness have an endpoint? And it seems to me from the first few episodes that they are layering it, that they're layering the scenes and they're doing it with an intentionality that that makes that weirdness. I, I was reminded a lot about Hannibal, like mm-hmm. the first two seasons mm-hmm. of Hannibal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the first two seasons of Hannibal, I'm like, this is too weird for television. Yes. Like, I have no idea how this is on a network right. television. Of like, course, I, NBC doesn't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And then, and then it be- eventually did become too weird for television. Yeah. And the second they knew it was their last season, yeah. they got weirder. Right. Like, the third season is just like lyrical serial murder tone poems. Right. Like, it, it's just like some goddamn abstractionist, surrealist filmmaking yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I, I just fucking, I just fucking love it because that's weirdness in that, you know, we had a plan for it that we were going to wrap around for the plot. Right. But now that you're off the chain, right. we're just going to end you on this disorienting right. trip into madness. And considering the theme, like, that works out. It yeah. doesn't work for Lost. For Legion, I, I don't know. I feel like we could go more Hannibal, that if they let them complete a run, it will sort of have a complete circle. Sure. Uh, or at least I hope that. And I feel like if it doesn't have a complete circle, as long as they're given some like some input into that, like, right. oh, this is going to be your last season, I can't wait for that fucking last season, because it's going to be bizarre as fuck. It's going to be real weird. Like, and what I like about, uh, what I do like about its level of weirdness, and this is the thing I struggle with, I know that if you've been listening, you've heard me say what I don't like, what I do like. That That's literally where I am, folks. This is a house of mirrors, okay, for me. Um, what I do like about its weirdness is that the just the expansion of Marvel characters generally across Sony and then the the Disney-owned Marvel world over the last couple of years has been so interesting. Whereas DC, and I have to admit, I think I told you this when we were playing Diablo last night, um, uh, DC 
has so thoroughly held its ground on things are either going to be bright and shiny and teen soap operas, The Flash, or things are going to be forced dark, like unnecessarily existential when they should be shiny. Who let Frank Miller in here? That's right. Yeah. Well, who let Frank Miller's third cousin? We talked to you about this security. Right. Who's never drawn His anything. His photo's or right anything. there. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Zack Snyder. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who let the guy who lived below Frank Miller and <laughs> yeah. probably like rooted through his trash yeah. to find some Frank Miller throwaway shit, right things? Mar- Marvel has seen its characters expand across two different companies now in so many different interesting ways between, you know, from the Avengers bright and shiny verse to the Netflix gritty verse now to the FX what the fuck verse. Yeah. Uh, I, I am enthused to see mutants, comic books, uh, interesting stories that I read growing up being explored in a lot of different ways by really smart and creative people. And that's really enthusing to me. Um, it just didn't seem like something that ever made a whole lot of sense. So I do appreciate that, I suppose. The only thing that makes Legion hard to watch for me, because I can handle a lot of weirdness, especially on a TV show, um, is that, did you ever see the SNL skit of Wes Anderson's X-Men? Yes. It It is that. It is like, absolutely it, that. It, it is like, go watch that fucking joke trailer yes. and try to detach it from Legion, and you cannot. Like, I had the not color schemes the same. Everything's like obsessively centered. There's slow motion montage sets of like obscure 60s, 70s tracks. Yeah. Like, it is Wes Anderson's X Men, and <laughs> I kinda, I'm kind of into really it. It really is. <laughs> yeah. See, now that you say that, that's a frame that I actually kind of enjoy the show in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the cinematography I thought was phenomenal. No, I feel like someone's watched that SNL sketch. It's just like, that's a, that's a fucking that. great idea. Let's Wes, you available? Right. No, we'll just hire somebody else. It's fine. It's we'll like, hire, what's, you're pretty easy to ape. Let's be honest. We'll hire Noah uh, Hawley, who's like, who, who, you know, to, to not put too fine a point on it, who's done some fucking phenomenal. I mean, he took a Coen Brothers verse. And yeah, said, yeah, make a TV show like the Coen Brothers made it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now make a TV show like Wes Anderson to make it. All right, you got money? All right. Yeah, no, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I really think that's it. It's, uh, it is very much a. Uh, Wes Anderson does uh, X Men, and I like Wes Anderson a lot. I do too. So and X Men, um, right? yeah. So yeah. I see these things. So I'm, I'm going to keep up with it. Some of their parts, but if I it gets too weird, it if it gets too I can't weird, you haven't. Yeah. If it gets too weird, I'm out. Right. Like if it gets too weird, and I don't feel like there's an endpoint, and I'm getting Abrams, I'm out until someone like I trust sends me a message. It's like, no, it's okay. Yeah, that's not going to do that to you. I'm halfway through episode two. I will say this. I had to stop episode two because Brandy got home and she wanted to talk and you cannot do something else while watching Legion. It is not a multitasking show. No, absolutely not. Like, like you, you have to be, be because any, any subtle clue that you have shifted dream state, reality, past, present, all of which is in flux anyways, will totally fuck whatever bits and pieces of narrative. There's coherence. shit going on with mirrors and reverse shots. There's shit going on with like, um, sometimes the effects are shitty and they're intentionally show. Right. Yeah. Like, like, why is that one shitty? And yeah. Like, they mess with fucking aspect ratio. Yes. I still don't know what the as like, when it goes letterbox, right. like, there's certain scenes it will, like, intentionally letterbox down and then go back. I'm like, what the fuck right. are you doing that why for? What does that write? indicate? What have you done for like, me? Like, and yes. then there's so many shifting realities in the plot and stuff like that. It, it's pretty interesting. I, it's worth a watch whether you like it or not. I'm not going to blame you if you quit, though, because, man. Crazy weird. So I'm going to finish episode two. Episode three, I think, is DVRing tonight, maybe. So yeah. I'm going to give it three or four episodes. I've gotten a bad habit lately of treating episodes as a one and done, which is not good for TV shows. So like no. a couple weeks last week, we started Shit's Creek, and I watched the first episode, and I was like, eh, I don't really know. And Brandy was like, you got to go three or four episodes. And I said, woman, don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> and now it's maybe like my favorite show I've watched in the last couple yeah. of months. So. 
So I'll give it more time. I think I think we could say then comfortably our rap on Legion is super fucking weird. Maybe too weird for its own good, but certainly worth chasing down that rabbit hole until you run into a Mad Hatter and get the fuck out. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland metaphor, boom. That was Hot Takes on Ice. Thanks, folks. Yeah.